Hi everyone, welcome to Season 1, Episode 1, Inner Critic, How to Identify, Disarm and Then Celebrate Renewed Strength. Identifying the origin of our inner critic, well, it births the minute we start socialising with our parents or others around our parents. Scary thought, hey, that's been a long time. But stay with me, there is a lot to learn. Parents obviously teach us which behaviours are acceptable and unacceptable. What is classed as dangerous behaviours or safe? Morally right or wrong behaviours and that which are lovable or annoying behaviours. We got punished or we got rewarded. It's that simple, right? In a way, yes. Simple to understand the why. But what it does to us is leaves us feeling less of ourselves and more frightened, perhaps rejected. And we retain conscious and unconscious memories from all that we experienced in those earlier years. We did also learn to strive for approval from our parents and our carers. In those early years, we don't want to be outcast. So we fight so hard for those triumphant feelings of you did great well done wow you really are smart something really special seeking that emotional validity and nourishment so I guess I say again is it that simple no not really we know and can identify why it's happening the role the inner critic plays in our lives and where it came from. But the script is what we live with every day. That inner critic, that inner voice that is on replay, determining the strength of those early intuitive I'm not okay feelings. I'm not doing so well is something that I want to teach you. There's a few points to keep in mind. Number one is the degree to what we feel about taste, our personal taste, our personal needs, our personal safety. What is good judgment? What we have been known since a child as morally necessary perhaps has been a little bit mislabeled or for instance made to feel bad because you wanted a certain haircut a certain boyfriend or girlfriend wore certain clothes did or didn't eat certain foods wanted certain toys or books or didn't want certain toys or books labels that you were perhaps lazy bit selfish, maybe stupid, maybe a bum, you know, any of those sorts of things that you were labelled, feel wrong in some way for being yourself. So that's one of the flags of I'm not feeling okay that comes from this inner critic and it comes from our raising. Number two would be failure of parents to differentiate between behaviour 
and identify if a parent can see the difference between what is appropriate behaviour and what is good in a child. Getting this wrong actually decreases self-esteem at a fast rate. It also decreases self-worth very quickly. For example, a child is playing in the garden, chases a ball onto the street, classic. We've seen this many times, heard of it many times. Yes, it's dangerous. But instead of saying stupid girl, silly boy, naughty girl, naughty boy, in the heat of the moment on automatic thoughts, and there would be some other dialogues used in these moments too, because obviously people are under stress. But what is more helpful is to teach the dangers of cars and road traffic and rules of playing outside first. So that as an adult, they have grown, they have learned the difference between what they do is what they are and they don't attack both their behaviours and self-worth all in one, which is what tends to happen. Number three would be the frequency of negative self-talk. How often is that script replaying in our minds? So the more negative messages we heard from these closest to us growing up, the bigger the impact on early feelings of self-worth. What do we hear people saying to us growing up? If we just close our eyes for a second, what is the repeated criticism that is playing over and over in these few seconds? What labels are you giving yourself? And who are they connected to? Father, mother, carer, grandparents, sister, brother, older, siblings. This is what solidifies that inner critic in us. It remains with us as we grew older. And then we took charge from our parents and caregivers to keep up that work for them in their absence by putting our own selves down instead. They didn't need to anymore. We are doing it. Number four of not feeling okay and knowing those early intuitive warning signs came from inconsistency in rules growing up and inconsistency in in punishments and inconsistency in reward system. If you can never understand timing as an adult or when it's okay to act, when it's okay to do something, think back to being a child and I'll use this as an example How do you know if you're walking on eggshells because sometimes parents are getting cross with us, sometimes they're not, but it's doing the same action. And I'm going to use the example of eating from the cupboard. So as a kid, you're hungry. You think, okay, most of the time I can go to the cupboard and everything is fine. Nothing happens. I'm not spoken to, etc. One or two times I've gone to the cupboard and then I've been really heavily scolded for it and told, you know, you've got to wait for dinner, rah, 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 this is the things you have to do. So then we're already defeated. We've been given mixed messages and it leaves you growing into an adult with no way of really knowing how you win. You defeat yourself with, I can never get anything right. I'm hopeless at timing. I don't understand. When is the appropriate time? 
It's not you personally. The consequences or punishments or lack of structure or inconsistency in that structure was given to you by those who raised you. So yes, you are confused, but that's their problem, not yours. That's been passed on. That's some food for thought. Number five of not really feeling okay and a bit of a warning sign is the amount of criticism that people feel or hear themselves saying every day. The amount of criticism you received as a child molds you as an adult in a negative way. Kids can actually handle a lot of put downs, unfortunately. They're actually built to be resilient and strong, respond to their environments with a need to survive. Some are not as lucky. Some cases we see in the media, severe neglect and abuse, you think about it, how how did this child survive this or how did these children survive this? But it's that survival skill. It's natural in them. They are resilient and kids are quite tough when it comes to harsh situations. The natural instinct is to do whatever is necessary to survive. They haven't yet been moulded 100% to social norms and behaviours. So there is no rules to survive. Anything goes. If they're hungry... They will eat whatever. If they're cold, they will do whatever necessary to get warm. They seek it naturally. If parents or caregivers got angry when we were younger and withdrew from us, that is an unmistakable message that we can't misconstrue. That is basically saying, you're bad and I'm rejecting you. And then long after these incidents of emotional abuse The child grows into an adult and then psychologically beats themselves up. The critic in them amps up its game and tells you, this is why you are no good. This is why you are unlovable. No one cares about you. You can't get nothing right and so on. I guess what I want to be able to teach you in this short episode is how to disarm the inner critic in a sense why do we listen to the inner critic we know what it is we know where it came from now but the basic needs that it provides to us why do we listen because it gives us security it keeps us unafraid because we know we know it we know the voice we know how it feels we know what it tells us it is normal to us It helps us stay effective and confident in the world is what we think. It helps us to be accepted by parents and others through conforming. It also gives us a sense of worth and being okay. In most cases, we are good until we're not. And this is where we have problems with self-worth and self-esteem. So low self-esteem people will handle life a little bit differently to those with a more adequate self-esteem. For instance, people with low self-esteem will rely on the inner critic to help them through and cope because they perceive that help as useful. Even though it comes from a place of fear 
and lack and anxiety we know is not best for us. We know that from everything I've said, it's not the best coach. Our critic is not the best coach for us. It sits with us in that fear and anxiety and it reinforces all of our shortcomings of why we are the way we are and that's it. It doesn't motivate us and it doesn't help us step outside of that. Those with a more healthy, adequate self-esteem will tackle conflict a little bit differently. They will work towards a resolution head on. They don't feel the risks as much and they love to solve problems. So instead of worrying about them, focusing on moving forward confidently is where they put their focus and time. I guess the trick is to catch the inner critic and a part of this comes into CBT, the cognitive behavior therapy. And what I usually teach my clients is the three C's sort of um, catch, check and change. What I want to do in that moment is catch the thought before it becomes a feeling, check it, see if it's an accurate, helpful or useful one. And if it's not, change it to one that is. For example, I've got a thought here. I really haven't planned my workday well at all and I am so underprepared. The positive for this of a more confident person will be, well, this helps me feel motivated to feel more carefully towards my work. It is my passion and I want to try harder. But from a negative perspective or someone that has low self-esteem, self-worth, they might think about that same thought as helping me to avoid it. I hope my boss doesn't call me out at my tardiness and nonchalant attitude towards my work. I don't want to be known for that. So I guess, how do we move forward and disarm? Well, better knowledge of the inner critic now, right? So let's see how separating that critic voice and disarming um, almost entirely. How can we do that? Well, we unmask it. We expose it for its purpose and the effect that it has on our daily life. Call it out. What are you doing? Get frustrated with it. Talk back to it. Make Make it seem normal for you to have that conversation within yourself because even though it might seem or feel strange, it's rejecting the negative programming though from early life and that's what's most important. That's what we need to do. We need to reject the negative programming from early life. Make the critics speechless and powerless. Take your power back. You don't have to sit there being powerless in your own life. Think of some mantras that might help you argue back and state your case and disarm. So disarming the inner critic, we might go with some of these mantras like, these are lies passed on through generations. Lies my father or mother or carer told me. Enough of the bullshit. You have no power over me. I am not listening. But also, I also like to tell my clients, look at the personal cost involved. In a monetary value, we would say dollar value. When we're talking about the personal cost involved, how much of what effort you put in are you getting out? Is it too expensive? 
If you don't take control of every situation, what is the exchange? If it's too expensive to you, you wouldn't buy it. And you wouldn't feed it either because it will grow. You don't feed weeds. If something is too expensive in the shop and you can't afford it, you don't buy it. So if you are feeling like the personal cost of something or the exchange is too expensive for you to take part in, then don't do it. Set boundaries, change it. With the better knowledge of the inner critic and some of those mantras, you should be able to be frustrated back at it and say some of those things to disarm it. I'm not listening. These are lies my father, mother, carer gave me. This is not true. It is a load of bullshit. Also, affirm your worth. If you believe your worth is based on your behaviour, it's a lie learned from childhood. Again, from those who loved us and cared for us the best way they knew how, but without realising the harm that they did or have caused. The value of you as a human is based only on that miracle creation of you at birth and the true authentic story of your life and path you were put here to create. So listen to your joys, listen to your little voice inside the little winds, your loves for life, the things you want to achieve, the goals, the dreams, the desires, all of those sorts of things. They are real. They are what grounds you. They are the things that matter. There is a strong spirit inside each one of us and this is where you are worth everything. So listen to that inner voice. Your inner critic is useless if you want to do things the right way, you want to achieve Then move to the healthy inner voice, as I've mentioned. Focus on the goods, visualize them, focus on those goals and succeed. Find successful methods to get where you're heading to the point where you can visualize, see, smell, taste the rewards already. Hear the cheer from your friends and those closest to you to encourage your success. Reach new levels because you see your future like a vision of a picture on a wall. Imagine, visualize, create, then enjoy. Thanks for joining me on learning about the inner critic. The next podcast will obviously follow on from this and be about self-esteem. How to build it. How to work towards having better self-esteem and self-worth. Thanks, guys.